Welcome to Boothin, episode 0002. I'm your fearful navigator, your ignorant philosopher, the mosquito in your ear, Sancho, aka Rhetoric, aka Y'all Y'all. I go by many names. None of them have yet to stick to the flypaper of my life, but, you know, one great thing about life is there's time until there isn't, so, until that moment, let's just all slow it down a bit, enjoy what we got, don't stress what we don't, and, uh, and maybe I can take my own advice for once. You're listening to... Poppy Son, a.k.a. Matt Dub, one-third of my favorite band locally, and just one of my favorite ever, period, uh, with a cover of Satellite Anthem Icarus by Boards of Canada. And friendship's interesting like that, ain't it? You know, Matt's uh, one of my dearest friends that I've come across in the in the past couple years. I keep my circle generally small, but uh, sometimes just when you think, and I guess people say the same thing about relationships, uh, just when you think you're done or, you know, shop's closed, uh, somebody gets that pinky toe in the door. You know, you don't want to close it on pinky toe. You got a little humanity. And they kind of slip into your life. And uh, Matt's one of those guys. I saw him at a house party, really just a jam session that uh, my good friend Halen uh, threw together, and it's one of those things where, like, you gotta meet this, this Matt guy, uh, and I'm a resistant individual, I've always been a contrarian, I'm trying to work on it, I'm trying to just embrace the, uh, you know, I don't want to say the finer things, but just embrace life a little more, uh, so anytime somebody tells me how much I'm gonna enjoy someone's company, I'm always like, bet not, but, um, he, uh, he had a Boards of Canada shirt on, and we started to talk about that. And uh, from there, it's been uh, kind of, well, I don't know, even know it's been history. It's been recent history. So uh, I guess I just want to say, you know, be open to things and uh, and give people chances. Some of my best friends I did not like the first time I met them. Uh, and a lot of times it might be due to uh, similarity and personality types. Um, I can be boisterous. You know, I was just home visiting my family and, always get reminded I love my family but I have a very uh Yankee style vocal family um but you know just be open to it and uh don't write anyone off we all have our bad days so um yeah just you know this episode has two sponsors first the uh episode of Boothin 00002 is sponsored by the power of friendship and it's infinite giving nature and uh, our second sponsor, and this is a legit one, so let me get the ad right here. All right. <clears throat> Some of you may have heard recent podcasts talking about the power of CBD. Well, lo and behold, there are issues at play that predate all things we know of. This episode of the Booth and Podcast is brought to you by Deep Breathing. Deep breathing has been practiced by ancient cultures since before modern recorded history. Forms of meditation have been proven to decrease anxiety, 
and also increase oxygen levels. So, today if you visit your local deep breathing big box store and you tell them the code BOOTHINPOD, that's B-O-O-T-H-I-N-P-O-D, then you're going to receive a discount. And I tell you what, your first 10 deep breaths are going to be free. So, um, check that out. I'll get a little kickback. And, uh, yeah, just take one. I'll give you a freebie, right? So let's go in. And out. Huh. Almost feel better already. So uh, this episode is brought to you by Friendship and Deep Breathing. Sometimes the best things in life are free, but be sure to use our code so that our sponsors, uh, the greater forces of the universe, are receiving their due. All right, so I'm going to try and follow the notes a little bit here. Um, so first of all, uh, I remember when I was a kid, you know, those, it's not stupid questions, but we're talking pre-Google and uh, pre-when everyone had the internet or a computer in their hands. <clears throat> Excuse me. These questions like, uh, you know, why did the chicken cross the road? Why is the sky blue? Uh, why is the grass green? Oh, man, my body's making all kinds of noises. I would apologize, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, so today I was driving and I live near a, uh, I mentioned I live kind of in a remote island area and I'm near a, uh, I want to say platitude of golf courses, but I know that's not the, not the right use of the words, but I'm, I'm near a bunch of golf courses and I saw this uh, tractor driving and I can tell you, I know why the grass is green now. They, uh, they pay somebody to spray paint it i saw this truck and i felt bad for the guy because i'm like he must be kind of green after all this and uh, he was just barreling just spraying the tar out of the green and you know it's winter we're getting that cold we've got our first frost coming this week uh an old kakalaki uh and i just thought you know why is it why is the grass green because somebody you know you know was finger painting for the lord then I got to be a little bit skeptical, kind of like last week, how uh, I was a little bit afraid of my thermostat. And I started to wonder, you know, why is the sky blue? Well, is it? Maybe it's not blue. Maybe, you know, the big kahuna upstairs has hit our atmosphere with a pretty sweet uh, Gotstagram filter, you know. Uh, maybe something's messing with our perspective. And it, it is all perspective, right? Um. Why did chicken cross the road? I don't know. Maybe I don't really have a good one for that. But, you know, these questions, these lines of questions, and uh, it kind of brings me to this thought. Um, why does Subway have uh, pictures of cookies? And notice next time you go, and some of you might have. If you know me, you know I'm probably a little more experienced in the ways of the pastry than I want to be. Um, and uh, Subway has these photos of cookies uh, underneath the cookies. And I don't even like Subway cookies. I'm not even a huge fan of sweet items. I prefer like salty, you know, delectables. But uh, can you imagine if somebody just the one thing they want, you know, they go through their day, they give their waking hours to a corporation and they get a brief period of time for lunch, traditionally an hour. And maybe they go a little other way to Subway because it's cheaper, you know. It's not $5 footlongs, but I do get a $5.89 footlong. That's spicy Italian. And let's say the one thing holding them together 
was the prospect of a cookie. And so they glance as they walk past, because generally their subway is well managed, and they get to the register, and you know they always ask, "Do you like drinks, snacks, chips? Uh, would you like?" You know, I don't. That's really all they offer. And you say, yeah, I, I would like one of those macadamia nut cookies. And they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have those. And they kind of glance at you and you're like, all right, I want one of the chocolate chip then. And they're like, we don't have those. And then you look again and what, 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 what? Just photos of cookies. Can you imagine that? And, you know, sometimes it's not the thing in front of you. It's the things leading up to the thing that make people snap. And this is kind of a restaurant-oriented podcast. I've just noticed a lot of random things. And, um, and you know, I mean, that'd be disappointing. So here's, here's my challenge and write me at boothin, B-O-O-T-H-I-N-P-O-D, boothinpod at gmail.com. And if you ever want a cookie and they just have the photo mats, ask for the photo mat. Ask, just cut a sliver of it. Cause sometimes, you know, a photograph is worth more than a carnal I don't know if eating a cookie's carnal, but let's say worth more than a carnal pleasure. And sometimes they say memories outlast experiences, and that's why people like to, you know, doctor their life and present their highlight reel through social media or whatever. So maybe just ask for a little piece of the cookie, and just if they if they want to know why, a little piece of the picture, and just say I I am a food blogger, and um, you know maybe. Couple years down the line, when I'm scrolling through my photographs, because this is such a real looking cookie, it fooled me. Uh, I won't remember that you have single handedly been the straw that broke the camel's back for me today. And uh, and I'll just scroll through and I'll think I had a cookie, and that will be almost as good as me having one today. Anyways, uh, just moving past that, uh, I went to Panera Bread. I used to work at Panera, and I know a lot of people who uh, really refuse to like go to places where they used to work. Um, but you know, it's kind of like a relationship, right? Um, there's always that, uh, post breakup blues that, uh, that layover of your love life where you're stuck in the, uh, the airport of loneliness, the catacombs of loneliness, you know, and maybe the breakup is kind of like going through TSA and, uh, people, you know, they, not now so much with my friend circle, I feel like. I kind of curated a mature group of friends, but, um, you know, they, they have you take sides in a breakup and then you might say things that, you know, you can't take back, you know, Oh, uh, you know, Tony cheated on me. Well, you know what? I never liked Tony anyways. You know, uh, he, he always picks his boogers and, uh, and wipes them on the underseat of the car. And he thinks I don't notice, but uh, I see him in the rear view. So uh, anytime we were going somewhere, I saw Tony, uh, you know, getting them uh, nostralic delectables. And it's gross. And you were kissing him, too. So good thing you're not kissing him anymore because he's got, you know, he's got that nostril fungus uh, spewing from his uh, his teeth. And you know he ain't flossing. Because this grill uh, could use a scrub brushing by the dental powers that be. And then they get back together. And, you know, um, you said that. And just as uh, 
you know, a relationship and a breakup is kind of like a wound and it, it won't be the same again, but, you know, open wounds heal. And then you're left with the impression, the memory that you had. Uh, then on the inverse, you know, friendships are on that same surface area. Uh, maybe if a relationship is on the nape of your neck, a friendship is like uh, your elbow, you know. Uh, but still, there's there's area there to be damaged. And what you said has also caused some sort of harm. Uh, and so they're back together. And every time you're in the building, they're reminded, uh, you know, Tony... Um, you know, he likes picking them bats out the cave. He's a little zoologist. And, uh, and you know, the, and they're not mad at Tony because they've made up and they've realized, you know, they were in the wrong partially too. But instead, all they're left with is a, uh, and I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit. All they're left with is the fact that you pointed that out and that, you know, you trashed them. So if you got any friends going through breakups, I try to remain neutral. Obviously, there are very clear uh, right and wrongs such as, you know, toilet paper uh, over, under, and the likes. But, you know, um, I'm not a very super religious person, but there's power in, the, in words, you know. Uh, they say the pen is mightier than the sword. I don't know about that, but, you know, words outlive people and conflicts frequently. So uh, be careful with what you say. Because sometimes you can't take it back. Anyways, uh, you go back to a restaurant, and this all leads me back to this. So eventually, people leave a restaurant job that they're not a big fan of. And then they say, hey, um, you know what? I might have said I'll never eat another chicken nugget in my life. But it's 1 a.m. I'm in a small town. And them, you know, them shoestring fries might just be what my soul needs, you know. My shoe of comfort's been flopping off. I got no laces, but maybe I need some shoestring fries just to hold me down. And I'm feeling crazy, so I might be dipping them in that uh, that sweet and sour. So you're back in the restaurant. And, you know, if you're not careful, kind of like when, how I was back in Panera, you might end up in the back just working on autopilot. I mean, isn't it, isn't it amazing how how much of our life is automated? How many of our waking moments are spent... Uh, trying to get to the next thing because the current moment isn't what you want or it's just your job or it's just my day job or, you know. And it's kind of like the buffering of the soul, right? Trying to get to the, the video. You got to sit through the ads. Uh, but, you know, if you want, depending on your headspace, your life can be ad-free. I don't even know what that means. I'm not a guru. I'm, I'm an idiot. So just, uh, you know. Just deduct two points from my tally there. Anyways, uh, somebody told me a story about uh, people in Waffle House, and uh, it was too busy. So then somebody started like bussing tables, and some guy stepped in the back and washing dishes, and uh, and that just kind of bummed me out, right? Uh, you know, but they might have been hit with that autopilot. They might not have even known. Maybe that jukebox has some back masked, uh, uh, you know, tracks. Of, you know, it, maybe if you play. Uh, <clears throat> Folsom Prison Blues backwards. Johnny Cash is, you know, I hear that train a coming. It's rolling around Washington Dishes. You know, maybe there's something hidden in there. So, uh, yeah, so I almost just snapped into it, went to the dish pit. Being a dishwasher is one of my favorite things. And you're going to hear me writing a couple notes because uh, my freestyle at the end here, 
um, is going to uh, come from these note cards. Anyways, it kind of brings me to the next thing and where I'm talking about buffering, the, the, how moments lead into each other. Uh, there's this story out about a Popeye's chicken sandwich leading to a stabbing. And I'm going to pull that article up because there's a couple key quotes in there. This is from the Baltimore Sun. <clears throat> Headline says, man fatally stabbed in fight over Popeye's chicken sandwich in Maryland. <clears throat> and, you know, I've seen all kinds of I don't know, memes and offhanded comments about this situation. Um, but, you know, what is, this isn't about a chicken sandwich, right? It's never about the thing. It's about the thing before the thing. And, you know, apparently according to this article, let me see where it says this. Um, yeah, so, uh, Stowinski is like the police chief in that area and he calls it a quote, pointless crime and quote, in that uh, only 15 seconds elapsed from the altercation uh, starting to when it ended with a stabbing. And, uh, you know, do you think that guy who stabbed him, do you think it was about a chicken sandwich? I mean, what does it take in your life to get to that point? I know the chicken sandwich is supposedly fire, but is it really about that? Is it ever about the thing, you know, that you claim it is? Your whole life is just a series of action, you know? And when you react to something, there's so much uh, momentum behind you already that it's not like you're just reacting to that one thing. You have a whole plethora of experiences kind of pushing against you. And so it just kind of makes me sad because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of a, a statement about situations in the country. It's not about chicken sandwich. It's not about, uh, you know the community where the, the, the Popeyes was in, it's about something deeper where we are working. Uh, we are providing our time generally to corporations. Um, and a lot of people aren't happy with their jobs. And that's kind of part of why I started this podcast is because I wanted something to be proud of. And I, I do like my work a lot, but I wanted something that's mine. Um, and, you know, something interesting about and I'm, I see I'm running at 18 minutes now. And I've restarted this podcast twice because I keep getting in the thick of things. But anyways, something um, somebody pointed out to me is that corporations don't need your money. They need your time. Jeff Bezos, for example, or Bill Gates, and I'll go with Bezos, he doesn't need your money, right? For workers, the one thing a corporation can't generate is time. Time is the most valuable asset. We all have a finite amount. Um, and so when you're working, they're not paying you for your work. They're paying you for your time. Now, whether you're salary or hourly, it's kind of, that's in the details, right? The devil's in the details. But I just found an interest in that we have something, you have something so valuable that billionaires, multimillionaires, uh, corporations, uh, organizations, they are willing to pay you for because they can't generate it. You can't generate time. You can generate revenue. You can uh, generate policies, products. You can, you know, fudge the numbers a bit. 
But no matter how rich you are, nothing's going to give you more time. And so uh, as I move around in my life, and this is something somebody told me, I think maybe at Shakori Hills, uh, it just made me realize that, you know, our time is valuable. And no time is wasted. You know, today uh, I took a killer nap because it's Veterans Day. I had the day off. And I woke up. At first I was like, ah, you know, come on, man. Like, you know, you, you were supposed to get a lot of things done. The dishes are still undone. Living room's still cluttered. These flat surfaces are still stacked up with whatever's within arm range of where you're sitting. Uh, but then I realized, you know what, I enjoyed it. And that's how I chose to invest my time uh, in my, you know, I don't know if it's mental well-being, uh, laziness. But the point is, time is the most valuable asset. Um, and so the fact that you've even, let's say you turn this podcast off now, the, the fact that you gave me 20 minutes of something you can't get back means a lot to me. Um, and, you know, I guess my point is, just be aware of where your time is spent. And that's part of why I like the uh, the Screen Time app. Anyways, uh, you know, I've dug myself in a bit of a philosophical trench there, but uh, that's just kind of been weighing on my mind. Like I mentioned, I live alone. I got a lot of time. I got nothing but time uh, to think. Anyways, uh, I think that's all. just about all I have. Um, but I'll end it with a story my aunt told me. She was visiting. I love my aunt. Um, and also I just love noticing how my aunt and my father are similar because sometimes, you know, mother nature throws them blinders on us with our family members. And whether it's you're becoming the thing you don't like about one of your parents or you just don't see the similarities. It's interesting how that outside perspective can kind of turn the camera on itself. And I just see these things, uh, that my dad and sister have and not dad and sister, but my dad and aunt have in common that are just totally developed separately geographically between Florida and North Carolina. They don't talk that much, not due to personal things. It's just their, their love language isn't constant communication on that branch of the family. But then like they'll have the exact same material uh, in a jacket. They'll, you know, happen to like the exact same puzzle game. Uh, and it's just interesting. It makes you wonder how much of the, the stuff that we develop uh, is, unconnected to like how much choice is there and who we become because I do believe in some form of free will but how much choice is there so anyways my aunt was telling me this story about how she uh, opened her gate um, and she lives on like a, a horse racing community <clears throat> and you know she heard it like ding ding she looked over and she had wheeled over it was one of these big chain link gates that you slide uh, from left to right or whatever. And she had wheeled over a snake, had flattened out a portion of a snake. And she's a lover of animals. I mean, she's got like 30 chickens, a couple dogs, uh, a stable of horses. And she felt really bad for the snake. And so she was trying to go get something because it was like half alive. And she, she didn't want to see an animal suffer. So I don't know like how they were going to put it out of its uh, slithery misery. But um, she went to get something to put it, you know, to, to end what she started. And when she got back, the snake had crawled off. And, 
you know, she said something I thought was really interesting, which was she didn't know if the snake just made its way, just wanted to go die alone in nature because, you know, animals do that, or if a hawk just came out and grabbed it because I guess they got hawks around there. And that just made me think about how things in our life aren't always in our control, how sometimes something will just drop out of the stratosphere and scoop you up before, you know, you can scoop, pick yourself up. How sometimes things seemingly generate in the chaos of life that aren't, you know, predictable. And you know, it makes you wonder what that snake was thinking. Let's say a hawk did scoop it up. Was it thankful? Was it dropped midair? Did the hawk take it somewhere? Did it survive? But from the perspective of an outsider, when you left and you came back and you expected, you know, the situation, maybe it's the relationship, the job to be where you left it, sometimes things just get scooped up. And how are you going to react to that? All right. So I'm going to cue up an instrumental. I didn't mean for the, uh, you know, the, I don't know, kind of down nature of this podcast, but Hey, it is what it is. I am who I am. I'm not who I'm not. Uh, so thank you for listening to Booth in episode 0002. I'm going to organize my cards. I, I'm going to try to figure out how to load in the instrumentals live so there's not a break. But um, we're going to just take a little little bumper break. Uh, and I'm going to play another little doodle from Matt of Exercise. And when we come back, we will be freestyling about what we talked about what I talked about in this podcast. So we're hanging there. Check, 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 check. <clears throat> All right, this track is produced by Elijah Blyden. I'll drop his uh, YouTube, smash that subscribe for him. Uh, this is Boothin Freestyle Episode 2. Uh, time's my most valuable asset. So when it comes to time, why hasn't it grabbed yet? At my thoughts, I used to ask myself why grass is green, but I saw a truck spray painting the golf course green. I mean, deep breathing is free. So when it comes to trees and the sponsors, y'all know me. I gave you the first 10, put in my code, genetic similarity between my dad and my aunt. So I know how I flow, where it comes from, I don't, but I got relatives, so it's all relative. Open carry makes me nervous. Do people try to give me slithery misery like a snake under the track of life all on purpose? Why you in the Taco Bell with a rifle? Why is the bell underneath the south from the Mason-Dixon line have to be represented or the book they call the Bible? Waffle House working with a back mask, Johnny Cash, before I get back, even if I backtrack. <sighs> I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm trying to heal my scars. Relationships from afar. I feel like Jafar. It's all family ties. And when it comes to downloading the car, man, how many times I would have done it by now if it was possible. And so I bless out my gospel so contrarian when I didn't want to make a friend with a different man. But I met him anyways. He had the boards of Canada t-shirt. If I got a vocal when I'm freestyling, you got to tell me throw a little reverb. It's not the greatest that I've ever done. I'm from a loud family, bright as the sun. Yankee style, like a Popeye's chicken sandwich, cause you gon' kill for it, cause it's been a while. It's never about the thing that it's really about. I never run a marathon, I just run my mouth. I used to run laps or even a 5K or even an 8 mile back in the 12th grade, but I fell off. I'm trying to get my fitness back again, living alone, becoming my own best friend. 
I took a killer nap When I got a killer track They gonna say, are you killing that? What else? Crazier than owl poop I just wanna say that one By the way, I heard that Drake's afraid of owls I don't know if that's true But anyways uh, If the heart grabs a snake from your mind Or your relationship or friendship disappears Divine intervention wasn't happening It might have been the circumstance So wait a minute while I wave my hands I think I hit every note card, but they tell me that I'm bizarre. But I ain't talking D12, this is D1, meaning I gotta spit the collegiate flow from the sun. I rep them tall heels. Alright, and that's where I had to cut it off. Um, if you want to see the rest of it, kind of fall off a little bit. Uh, but there will be a video component, and I did take a video of the freestyle. Anyways, I just want to throw some thanks out. Right now you're listening to Scraper by my buddy Whiskey. Great beat maker. I'll put a link to his SoundCloud in the uh, his SoundCloud in the show notes. Uh, also, I'd like to thank Poppy San from Exercise. Uh, I'd like to thank my buddy Ryan Ryan Hauser for the artwork. And uh, more importantly than anything else, I'd like to thank you for sharing a moment of your most valuable asset with me so if you want you can subscribe you can reach out at boothin underscore pod that's b-o-o-t-h-i-n underscore p-o-d and that's the twitter and the instagram handle and if you have a question or comment feel free to reach out via email at boothinpod at gmail.com underscore so b-o-o-t-h-i-n-p-o-d at gmail.com thank you for your time and i'll let wyatt play us out this was boofing episode zero 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 two